Good morning and welcome to the Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast, where the only agenda is you. It is Tuesday, January 9th, and this is being recorded at 9.15 a.m. I'm your host, Tim Lambert, as we take this daily trip around the region's top stories together. The National Park Service is retracting a proposal to take down a statue of William Penn at a Philadelphia historical site as part of a renovation. The potential move touched off a torrent of criticism over the legacy of the man who founded the province of Pennsylvania. Independence National Historical Park says it withdrew the proposal it had announced quietly before the weekend about the wider renovation of Welcome Park. That's located just blocks from the Liberty Bell. The Park Service says the proposal was released prematurely and had not undergone a complete internal review. The retracted plan had also involved expanding the telling of the Native American history of Philadelphia. A motion to move up the 2028 primary date in Pennsylvania is now heading through the General Assembly. My colleague Ben Wasserstein reports the bill would move it from the fourth Tuesday of April to the third Tuesday of March. Republican Representative Keith Greiner of Lancaster County believes Pennsylvanians deserve a bigger say in the presidential nomination process. That is why he's reintroducing legislation to move the primary up permanently. While his proposal for 2024 failed, he says he will keep going. It's like a fullback on a football team. I'm going to keep pushing forward, keep the legs moving and seeing whether we can't get it done, because sometimes things take five, six sessions. So here's how this would work if passed. The primary would be held March 21st, 2028. Now, you may remember one of the main motives for changing the 2024 primary was its conflict with the Jewish holiday of Passover. This would not be the case four years from now. And Pennsylvania healthcare systems are gearing up to offer treatment for sickle cell disease in the new year. Brittany Sweeney is with our partner WLVR in Bethlehem, and she reports the move comes after new therapies to treat sickle cell disease were approved by the Food and Drug Administration at the end of last year. Sickle cell disease is a painful hereditary blood disorder. With it, a person makes abnormal hemoglobin that causes complications such as pain and strokes at a young age. Dr. Bradley Lash is a hematologist at Lehigh Valley Health Network. He calls the recently approved therapies groundbreaking. There were two approved on the same day. They were slightly differently, but have the same kind of effect, taking a patient's stem cells and modifying them to basically either provide a type of hemoglobin that won't sickle or a, quote, normal hemoglobin so that they don't have pain. Lash says only a few hospitals offer the new treatments now, but he expects them to be available at Lehigh Valley Health Network by the end of this year. The FDA approval is for people over the age of 12 with recurrent pain episodes or acute chest syndrome. Now let's touch on some of the stories I found while going through about a dozen news sites across central Pennsylvania. A York County school board is planning to revisit a debate some students and parents thought was settled last year. The York Dispatch reports a slate of right-wing Republican board members who were elected in November hope to discuss tonight a policy over which bathrooms LGBTQ students can use. What is in place now is something of a compromise that split the two gendered options into five options. Male and female facilities based on sex assigned at birth, 
male and female facilities based on gender identity, and single-user gender-neutral facilities. The board president would like to see a policy that requires students to use facilities based on sex assigned at birth or a gender-neutral option. Advocates are warning the board about the path it's headed down because changing their harassment policy will harm students and note it isn't advisable to refuse to follow current law. The Hanover Area Diversity Alliance is encouraging parents and students to show up to the board meeting to ensure their voices are heard on these issues. And a new competition has been held at the Pennsylvania Farm Show this year. Who has the best mullet? Our sister newsroom, LNP Lancaster Online, reports the winner is 54-year-old Pete Brubaker of Elizabethtown. He also picked up the best in grow title. Now, Brubaker says he's been rocking the mullet since 1985. His winnings include a prize basket with texture paste and powder, dry spray wax, and more tools to keep his locks looking luscious. Nearly 25 adult competitors and 66 under-18 mullet wearers showed up for the friendly competition. And as a note of disclosure, I sported a pretty mean mullet back in the 1980s and early 1990s. I mean, I was a hockey player. That was the style at the time, as Grandpa Simpson would say. And, and you got to let that hair flow out of the back of the helmet, right? And I really wish my song of the day today was from a hair band. But it's not. It's one of the goofiest songs from the 90s. It is Steal My Sunshine by Len, and it's on our Spotify playlist for this month. It's called The Morning Agenda Song of the Day, January 2024. And just a reminder, The Morning Agenda is available anywhere you find your favorite podcasts and on WITF's YouTube channel. That is going to do it for our daily news podcast from WITF, where the only agenda is you. I'm your host, Tim Lambert, and you can reach out to me on Twitter or Blue Sky with questions, thoughts, concerns, your song of the day, the weather, whatever. I'm at TLambert895. Would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening today. Your company is always appreciated. So be well. Try to stay dry today. And we'll talk again tomorrow.